Hi, this is George Denholm. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5 by 2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. This week, uh, we're going to be talking with Nancy Connor as we discuss um, the 5 by 2 And so, Nancy, uh, thank you for, for being here and joining us today. Can you just uh, get us started off by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Whatever, whatever you want to share, Nancy. Well, I've been around for quite a while, so there's a lot to tell, but I'll give it to you in a nutshell. I was born and raised in Seymour, went to the Emanuel Lutheran School there, so good old Lutheran from the very beginning. Then eventually moved to Columbus, worked in the education field, in the field of autism for many years, was a speech and language therapist first, then retired at 70. And since then, I've been real active hiking and playing pickleball, doing a lot of volunteer work. That's kind of it in a nutshell. So let's back up. Yes, I have a family. No, 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 no. (laughs) We'll get to the family in a minute. The autism thing, was it specifically children with autism that you were working with, or was it children with all kinds of special needs? I started off as a speech and language therapist. That's what my graduate work was in. Then I became fascinated through that with kids with autism. And from that, I went back and got more training in autism. So for the last 25 years, I worked with ages 3 to 21, uh, almost 22, actually, with autism. So that was I was the autism coordinator for the school system in five counties. For the five counties, not just Bartholomew. Right. Where did you go for your education? I did my undergrad at IU, my grad at Purdue, and then went back to IU for postgrad. Just balancing it out so nobody can get mad at you. Well... My husband was in engineering, and I use engineering school as non-existent. <laughs> we got married after I graduated from college, so that's how, what took us to Purdue. All right, so now back up. We are going to ask you about your personal life just a little bit. Give, tell us a little bit about your family and, and uh, some of those fun things that everyone wants to know. I was married back in sixty. 60- Eight, which is probably before you were born, Dustin. <laughs> a, li- a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I was alive, though, so don't worry okay. about it. Okay. Then, like I said, I grew up in Seymour, and um, then I met Bill. Kind of a fun story. He had run away from home because he was mad at his parents. <laughs> he met me, and I met him, and it was not love at first sight, but he was intriguing. I'll put it that way. But six and a half years later, we married. Then we had two children, um, two sons. One is in Mississippi with two grandchildren who are now going to be a freshman and sophomore, well in Caroline. And one is here in Columbus, um, Logan and Aubrey, um, who Aubrey's a member of St. Peter's. Um, and they have Gwyneth, who is going to be a seventh grader next year. Grandkids are a lot of fun, aren't they? They are a lot of fun. So I know you've been doing some other things to keep yourself busy in retirement. You are like an international hiker, aren't you? Well, I did not. I've always been very active physically, but I did not take up hiking until I was 70. I was literally at Millray Center, and they had activity tables, and Ed Nespajani had a hiking tape. And I said, what's it like? And he said, well, we just go out and hike. So I signed my name. And the next thing I knew, I was going on a three-week tour of um, the Southwest, camping in a tent, which I had not done since I was 20 years old. That began began the my whole hiking. So since then, got a whole core of friends. We've we've done a lot. The biggest one we did was this past year. We did Camino. We hiked a total of 627 miles. Um, Camino itself is just a little under 500. Four of us 
and it's a pilgrimage. We started in France and walked all across Spain until we got to Santiago. Wasn't there a South American expedition somewhere in there a few years ago? Yes, did Patagonia. Um, before that, I'd, I'd forgotten about that because that was a little past. But yes, went to Patagonia for two weeks. And then this past fall or winter... Jan Matchett, who's also a member of St. Peter's, she and I took off for five weeks and did all of Utah and some of Arizona. And we tried to get into Colorado, but the snow would not let us in. <laughs> so we did not make that. Like in a hike with that, with there's snow in some places or not, do you bring like a variety of clothing with you? Oh, yes. You have everything and you have what are called um, yak tracks for your boots or micro spikes which are for ice. And so when we were, well, we were in Sedona. I forgot about that. I was with in Sedona not too long ago. And one day it was really icy. And the ranger came out and said, kind of dangerous out there, but you look like you're experienced hikers. And so three of us went out and it was exhilarating. I mean, you just saw God's creation everywhere. We created the trails and all. It was great. But I had my micro spikes on. So they're like little, got little spikes on the end of them. And so so, yes. so you, that keeps you from slipping while yes. you're hiking. Yeah. There's got to be some special boots and all kinds of equipment. It sounds like you got a lot of equipment. Well, once you get set up, it's not so bad. You get your hiking boots. Usually, if you hike a lot, you'll have two pair of boots because one pair may get wet and you have to have a backup. Um, good hiking socks are important. And sticks to keep you from falling on your face are critical, particularly if you're climbing. And that some people don't use sticks, but majority of experienced hikers so, and a backpack. So the but if you're going up and down hills too, it can it can help propel you up and it can keep you safe going down. And I guess so. it keeps your arms in shape too, as well it as does. your legs. It does. It does. Yeah, right. it gives you a little more cardiac. I know Dustin Dust would approve of it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Now, Dustin, as the PE athletic trainer guy that he is, would probably have some things he wants to throw in here about the athleticism involved. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I was like, I mean, I think we might have to do a whole hiking episode here for George with all the, all the questions <laughs> he has. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, that involved, All that's involved in um, the endurance and, and everything that, that goes into it. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I know you did mention earlier about pickleball. I know that you're very heavily involved in, in the Columbus area with pickleball. And um, you were one of the original people. You and, and Von Silva helped get the pickleball open gyms going here at St. Peter's. And, the, and we've expanded our coordinating team since then. But all of you, you guys have been uh, educating me on pickleball. And I know it's uh, it's one of those sports that's blown up. Like, it's it's taken off. So it's really cool to see. But can you kind of just talk real quick about your involvement in the, in the area with pickleball? Well, you're right. It was about seven years ago now now that I had just retired. I had the brochure for come learn how to play pickleball. I had no idea what pickleball was, but I was a little anxious of what I was going to do because I was a workaholic. So I went, I signed up, and there were five of us at the clinic. Mary and Norris Moore were the instructors, delightful people, and they taught us pickleball. And then they were snowbirds, so they said, we're leaving, you need to take over. So we knew just enough to be dangerous. But we started a club, and we had, there were like 19 of us, and now we've got almost 300 in the club. And St. Peter's, when we started it, we didn't know how it would go. And one of the reasons we do it is for fellowship. And Dustin will come in. Well, George came in one night, and they're all lined up, you know, against the wall there. When you first come in, you just see people playing pickleball, and then they 
look down and there's, you know, 20 people waiting to play on our measly two courts. But fellowship occurs and a wide variety of people are showing. It's not just St. Peter's. I'd say it's probably 50-50. Yeah. So that's yeah, exciting. It's been really cool to see, you know, like I said, you and Vaughn and then the rest of our, our coordinating team just do a great, great job of creating an environment where, like I said, every time I come in to kind of check on things, it's like people are, yeah, they're having to sit out and wait, but they're laughing, having fun, joking right. with the people on the court. Like it's just a, a really fun, um, relaxing environment where people are just building relationships. So right. yeah, it's been cool to see. Well, George, I think uh, we'll maybe make that transition into into our topic today. Do you want to kind of talk about five by two again? I know we we do this from time to time, just in case somebody just happens to to jump in and it's like, what is five by two? So can you kind of just give a quick brief overview of that? Sure. As Nancy was talking about uh, continually learning new things. Uh, one of the things that we want to do as Christians is to continually grow. Uh, we want to learn what God has to has to say in our lives at this particular time. And so in order to grow in our faith, uh, we've kind of uh, developed a process that uh, is based upon the five loaves and two fish. We call it our grow five by two. And that means that we have five basic disciplines, worship, scripture, prayer, blessing others, and meaningful conversations. And we do those in two areas of our life, in our immediate circles and then with our friends and congregation. And so as we're going to get into this with Nancy, we was kind of we want to pick your brain on your experience because we know that you have, over the years, been involved in a ton of things, but always made sure that you were feeding yourself spiritually. And so we want to kind of just ask you about each one of these areas and, and get a little bit of your feedback on something that's been valuable to you, how you've grown in it, uh, maybe one of your uh, experiences where it really stands out. And so let's go ahead and get started with with the first one, which is worship. Nancy, what do you, what do you, when I say worship, what does it make you think of? I think of it as a time, an opportunity to praise the Lord and to be in His presence and feel His presence. And so you said a little bit earlier about when you hike, you kind of experience that awe of God. That would be more of that inward kind of thing. You, you're worshiping God as you're walking and hiking and thinking, thinking about you in God's creation by yourself. What's been one of the great corporate experiences of worship that you've had? Well, I've had a couple of them. Um, I was a B, or had been a BSF leader for many years, and about, I can't remember how many, I think it's every three years, all the leaders get together, and what last time was in Cincinnati. And the worship time there where you had, because BSF, not all of them are now, but the one we're in is there's a ladies' group and there's a men's group. But this, the lady and men are together, and to hear all the people singing and worshiping and the male voices with it was just exhilarating. The other times I would say would be um, at Emmaus gatherings. You just have a wide variety of people who love the Lord, and you can just uh, you can feel their love and that. So they're just those are really exciting services too. It's amazing when you get people that love Jesus and want to just praise Him and don't think about what anybody else thinks, right, but just sing. Right, right. You don't have to have great voices but just lifting those voices together so you you mentioned bsf uh, for those that aren't familiar with that term that's bible study fellowship and it's an interdenominational program uh, that involves some work at home um, some discussion in a small group and then a lecture that kind of wraps it up but it includes some worship time when you gather together and so thinking about bsf that kind of deals with our second thing of scripture and so uh, bsf as that personal component where you read your own scriptures and answer the questions on your own, but then you talk about it with a group. Can you uh, expand a little bit on some other ways that you've dug into scripture that's helped you to grow? Well, certainly our read through the Bible has been 
extremely <laughs> scripture specific. The memory verses each week, I think, have been very important. It took me back to my Lutheran days where I could remember them, and now I have to look back at them. And I think our group is a week behind in that, but like this week's was iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. And that reminded me when we go into meaningful conversations and that, um, or the connect groups of how we all grow together being together. The connect groups, for me, either being in some sort of organized study is critical. Not everyone needs that, but I've tried, like when BSF is does not meet in the summertime, I'll say, oh, I'm going to do this book and everything else. But I have to have a group to report to. I have accountability, and I find that just really, really very important. And as I said, I know it's not for everyone, but for me, I definitely, I definitely need it. But when you get into, like, meaningful conversations and everything else, if you're all by yourself, you're... You could have a meaningful conversation with yourself, I guess. But in our Connect group, I don't know, Dustin knows I'm extremely proud of our group because it's just, it truly is a group that is connected. We're in the Word because of the study that we're doing. Obviously, we always are, but, but the read through the Bible in two years now, and George's wonderful questions that stimulate wonderful discussions really makes for a good time together in that. And um, we delve deep into it. Our group, there are nine of us. Four were born and raised Lutheran. Four are now Lutherans, um, but have been Baptist, disciple of God. I mean, just a an interesting arrangement. And we have our one token Catholic that we always have to get the Catholic view on it. But you can imagine what our discussion is as a result. Everyone loves the Lord and is very deeply connected, but some different opinions on some things, which is good so that when we're out and trying to have meaningful conversations with others, we can generalize that over. Well, that's a, let me just make a, a pitch here. And I, I think Dustin was leaning forward at the same time as I uh, if you have not been introduced to our reading plan or to the questions that go with it, uh, those are all available on St. Peter's website. Uh, you can click for to get the reading plan as well as the questions. Uh, each each week of uh, the, uh, the reading plan, there's five days that you read from a book of a Bible that we go through the, not in order, we kind of bounce back and forth, a little New Testament, a little Old Testament, so you don't get in too much of a groove. And then one day of the week, you'll read a couple of Psalms, but three questions for each day uh, to get you thinking. And I've, I've tried to avoid those questions where the answer is always Jesus. Uh, you have to dig a little deeper. But So if you're looking for the, something to do to uh, for your for your own group or for your own uh, personal edification, uh, grab uh, St. Peter's website and take a look at that. Dawson, we're going to add something to that. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I was just going to kind of echo that. Yeah, just go to the homepage, and if you scroll to the bottom, let's say Bible reading plan, and um, that stuff is on there, and access that. And so um, the other thing is, is Nancy's talking about connect groups. That people are like, what is connect group? That's that's what we call kind of you think of your traditional small groups here. And so if you're if that's something you're looking for, you know, we've been kind of teasing it in the announcement stuff, but look forward to to the to August as school starting back up. Um, there's going to be more information coming if you're looking to get involved with one of those. Uh, yeah, kind of stay tuned, but um, there'll be more information coming out and especially look look for it in, in August. So, And I will also say that George's questions really are good. And if you if you are doing them and you have any problems, all you have to do is email George and he will respond. <laughs> right, George? Exactly. And so <laughs> so you can use my direct email from St. Peter's, which is gdenholm at stpeters-columbus.org. Or we've got this, this uh, one for our Grow 5x2 
That's Grow 5 by 2 at, at St. Peter's or Got Questions at St. Peter's. We want to make sure that if you've got some questions, you've got a way to get those answered. And again, our pastors are phenomenal also. They are very responsive if you've got a question. Anyhow, let's move on. Let's, let's, the next thing that we talked about in terms of spiritual disciplines is prayer. And Nancy, you want to speak a little bit about prayer and, and how that's been valuable in your life? Well, obviously, again, being raised Lutheran and all of that, we were we were immersed in prayer. The one regret that I have, and I don't know how it's being done now, but all of our prayers were kind of memorized prayers and everything else. And truthfully, not until I was in BSF when, as a leader, they said, well, you'll start off in prayer and you'll finish in prayer and all of that. And I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to do come Lord Jesus be my guest. <laughs> and that. So I don't know. I know when I've taught four-year-old Sunday school that the kids just openly pray. I mean, they have no problems with it. So I would think that that could still be encouraged. I've heard end of end of the school announcement kind of things where you've got some prayers there and that. So, but I have never felt like I have the gift for prayer. Gretchen Newell, as we well know, has the gift for prayer. Every time she prays in group, I think, oh, I want to pray like that. But I know that God doesn't really care about how the quality of my prayer, but the heart and that. So my discipline with it is each morning, and I started this years ago, each morning before I put my feet on the floor, I thank God for three blessings in my life, and they can be different each morning. Um, This morning it was patience, the gift of patience, um, because I've needed some recently. The other was that my body has the ability to do work. I've I've been doing yard work out at the lake for two weeks and have been absolutely exhausted and kind of whiny and in a bad mood. And, you know, then I reflect on how I have the ability to do that. So this morning I thought, thank you, Lord, that I have the ability to do that. And the third one was for the church and the new direction it's taking. I was at the meeting last night, the summit meeting last night, and um, pretty powerful to see how much thought is going into the direction that we're taking in that. So those were the three blessings. And then I started something new after Pastor Tim gave a message And he said, and every morning I splash myself with cold water in the face to wake myself up. And he talked about renewing your baptism in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with splashing the and so and I do it three times. So now every morning I'll go Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So generalize that over from what Pastor Tim had in his message and that. And then my the prayer time itself, I have to work really hard with not getting into I want this and I want that. So I purposely start off, I love the attributes of God. So I will frequently go through the alphabet and do the A to Z. Some of them are kind of hard, <laughs> but absolutely amazing is frequently one that I'll start off with for A and that. But um, so I'll do that. We did a Bible study with the names of God and Wally is, knows every name of God you could think of. And that was pretty powerful powerful. So I will frequently do some of the names of God. When I was on Camino, Elohim, the creator was just everywhere. So, um, and then I'll get into whatever study I'm doing in that. Um, and I'll get into my request, but I try not, I don't want to, <laughs> I'm one of these that feels like you shouldn't pray for some of these little, little things and that. So, but, but I do anyway. And God always provides. So, you know, I've shared with kids before that God is like the best father ever, and and fathers and grandfathers. I can speak as a grandfather. We want to hear everything. We right. want to hear everything our children are thinking yeah. and doing. Our grandchildren. We want to know the details. And so, you know, one of those things when you're praying, let those details go. I was going to add as I was thinking about you getting up each morning. I sometimes, uh, which is know. a good thing. It's a good thing. No, 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 no. I didn't mean. <laughs> Praying before you get up. 
Uh, that's that's how I've gotten into my Bible reading is I do it first thing in the morning. But one of the things that I was thinking about, uh, I, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I sometimes think it's God waking me up to pray because I haven't prayed enough. Mm-hmm. And so uh, instead of just tossing and turning, it's like, all right, well, let's spend some time in prayer. And, and it, it, it really, for most Christians, we kind of use it, you know, at special times. And God wants it all the time. Right, right. I know on one of the podcasts, the two too young was it adam and jacob that one of them yeah, yeah. Pray, prayed in the shower and i thought you know i can remember the working times when you don't have a whole lot of time or you think you don't and so um but i might add that the one thing that i've particularly learned from the connect group too is is the power of prayer um, i obviously knew it ahead of time but we start off each group with prayer requests and updates. And so Gretchen's got her little notebook and we all kind of go through. And so the group is praying the whole week for, it's not just us for other people and that too. And then we've generalized that over that, you know, when we're out, when we go to church and chow, you know, we always pray at dinner. You mentioned pickleball and we have big pitch-ins and we have quite a few Christians in pickleball and some who are not. And we will always have a prayer before the pitch-in and that. So we feel like that's a way to kind of have other people know that, that that's what we believe in that. I'm going to change the order that we started this in because you had already started with meaningful conversation. I want to go into that. Now, you talk about in your 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 group, your Thursday night study group, you're still meeting Thursday nights? Or well, we were Wednesday. Wednesday night, and now and that wasn't working out, so now we're Thursday. So we don't have the trifecta anymore of Bible study, church, and chow. Right. So. In, in that, you say you have meaningful conversation about Scripture, but you also have meaningful conversation about life and what's going on in people's uh, lives and uh, one of the things that we we kind of talk about like in the in and out in that meaningful conversation uh, interpersonally is with a smaller group it's your immediate crowd but then it's got to go out we need to have meaningful conversations especially with those that don't know jesus mm-hmm. uh, can you speak to that at all it's interesting i feel like the older i get the less that i'm around people who don't know and love Jesus. Um, certainly in the work world, in the professional world, there were many. And we we were just talking the other day, you know, we also meet on Mondays at four o'clock for our informal, meaningful conversation, our, our Connect group does. But we were just talking about how we're kind of at the stage in life where we seem to immerse ourselves with people who have the same beliefs and everything else. Now, that's not to mean that we're not going to reach out to those who don't know the Lord. But I see fewer opportunities, but we're constantly repeating in, in our connect group that people are watching us in everything we do because they know we're Christians. So no matter where you are, being able to display that you love the Lord and that he's what it's all about is critical. So whether it be the clerk at the grocery store or whether it be at pickleball and acting up on the court or something like I don't because I'm not very competitive but I think that would be Dustin acting up on the court (laughs) something like that well I I can't even imagine that side of you Dustin (laughs) but I you know I just I kind of feel like we we need to always be looking for those opportunities and that and 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 there are some I mean I do a lot of volunteer work and in the in those cases um, I'm certainly around others who who may not 
know the Lord and that. We might have gotten a little industrious trying to get all five topics in, but I'm going to hit the last one and then we're going to have to wrap up because our time is drawing close. I'm such an introvert. <laughs> well, and you know, when Dustin and I talked about it, it's, do we have enough to talk about with five? And it's like, oh yeah, with Nancy, we definitely do. <laughs> when we talk about blessing others, Nancy, you've been a blessing to so many for so many years. I mean, your love for children, especially children with those special needs has been a great blessing. You've shared that blessing with us at St. Peter's by helping us with some of our things with Shining Star Sunday School and some of the leadership things you've done. How can you tell about someone that's blessed you? Oh my goodness, I'm blessed every day. And one of the activities that our Connect group did during Lent of last year is we did little ball jars up and we had slips of paper. And each each time someone blessed us, we would write a note and put it in our jar. We all did it individually. But you need to make certain that they were balanced. And so there were times when I had more blessings, people blessing me, than I had blessed others. So then, you know, you make a point to write a card to someone or something. So I feel like I'm blessed to be in a church family that truly has the right mission. Um, I'm excited that we're going in the direction of reaching out to the millennials and all. I'm, I've been blessed over the years particularly in my profession, with so many parents who have have had their hands really, really full. And they've just been, the parents and the kids have been such blessings to me to see whatever gains they may make. So I also find that when I'm doing volunteer work at Just Friends or there's a REACH program that I do. So I just, I'm continually blessed by people in my life. Now, as Nancy said, uh, she's definitely in and an extrovert and we we could talk forever and we'll probably have to have nancy back you know we've had gretchen three times so it won't be you know we could probably well, you, do nancy you gotta three, have four your times. you gotta have your hiking episode so I, yeah you I get get all, it's in, all about yeah. hiking hiking with god yeah. dustin do you have anything you kind of want to say to wrap us up here uh yeah i, I think it's just um yeah, I just want to say thank you, Nancy, and some great points. And, you know, usually I kind of wrap it up by integrating the, the five by two, but that's obviously what this whole episode was about. But, um, but yeah, I think just that in our, in our lives, thinking through that, that balance of, um, when we're talking about the, our spiritual lives of up, making sure our, our connection with God, our relationship with God, um, the in that we talked about, you know, with the, the five by two of in with our, you know, our close knit family or friends with other believers, then also that out part of how we're engaging others, we're reaching out, um, you know, trying to build relationships with, with people that um, are unbelievers or disconnected from from God or from the church, whatever it may be. And so having that balance, and I think we even have that within within these here of, you know, worship and scripture and prayer, obviously up, but even blessing others and meaningful conversations when we do those things, God can grow us in those ways as we're going through it. Because a lot of times when you're going through those things, like, I can't do this on my own strength. I need God to show up. Um, and so we learn how dependent we really are on, on the Holy Spirit when we, when we do those things. And so, yeah, we don't, we never know when we talk about those blessing others and meaningful conversations, you know, maybe it's something small that we, we, we think is small, but God can use it in big, big ways. And so just as Nancy kind of said, even just like making sure when we're out in those different areas of how can we bless the, the clerk at the, at the grocery store or whatever, just, and it can be a smile and saying thank you and just being extremely polite, whatever it may be, because we don't know what that person's going through or how hard a day or all those types of things. So those little things can definitely, definitely add up and just to continue to be a reflection of Jesus and be able to, to continue to, to share his gospel through word and deed. So any other closing thoughts, George? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think we, I have think we said, one. oh, wait, Nancy's got us. <laughs> As Go Dustin was speaking, speaking, when we were speaking of bless, blessings and prayer, I have to mention that Bill Martin, whom everyone loved and has left us, um, and is with the Lord now um, due to Alzheimer's and that. But he was in our group and got to the point where he could not participate in discussions. But he could pray. He could pray. And he he would open with prayer and he would close with prayer. And he would always finish with, talk to you later, God. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And thank you again, Nancy, for just taking the time to to be here with us. And like George said, I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back again. <laughs> but um, thank you to our listeners and uh, pray that you will and uh, hope that you will just continue to um, stick with us and keep listening as we continue these five by two and, and discipleship uh, discussions. Now go out and serve God and others.